What is good, everyone? This is your host, Deanna Radalescu, Label Free Podcast. To live your best life, you must live label free. As always, bringing you incredible guests from all over the world, so sit back, relax, and tune in. My next guest is a former executive in several global organizations turned entrepreneur, co-founder of a construction software company called DigiBuild. Please welcome April Moss. April, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Sounds like it's going to be a fun day. Oh my gosh. You know what? We've already had such a great time chatting before we started recording. But you know, one thing that intrigued me about your bio and what you do is not only being an executive in several large global organizations, but also turning an entrepreneur in a very male-dominated industry. So I'd like to hear kind of like, you know, your journey through corporate, which got you into becoming an entrepreneur. Yep. So um, I worked 21 years with Procter & Gamble uh, doing various roles. My last position was running their North America operations for their second largest customer team. I worked for a retailer, uh, you might know it, Starbucks, uh, helping build out their first ever retail sales organization. And then I worked for a brokerage firm with top CPG companies. Uh, I had done a little bit of real estate uh, previously and worked for um, a, a construction specifications institute. But really, my passion and understanding of construction came from my dad. He he was uh, you know contractor subcontractor. So all of my entire life, I've kind of you know had that in the back of my mind. Um, and so after um, you know after 21 years and working at these companies, one of the uh, one of the guys that worked for me, Rob Salvador, um, came to me and said, "Hey, are you be interested in starting and co-founding a company in construction?" Uh, and I said, "Well, what kind of company?" And he's yeah. like, "Software." And I'm like, "Okay, let me think." I don't have any construction background and I have no software background. You know, why would you want to bring me, you know, on for something like this? And I think part of it was because women, he really values, like he's had very strong women in his background. His mom in particular has really influenced them. She, uh, you know, runs a pretty big business um, in Chicago. And so he was just looking to bring in, um, you know, a female founder led as well as, um, you know, minority led company. Um, to really change the industry, to put different faces, uh, names to those faces. So, so really, it was uh, Rob Robert Salvador who really had that vision of bringing in a female leader. And then you just my background with operations, sales. I worked in product supply, logistics, lots of different roles there. So having that um, corporate background to work with some of these construction companies who are corporate, uh, you know. Plus, Rob grew up in construction. Yeah. So between the two of us, we think we got it. Um, so that's kind of why I uh, ended up going over is someone reached out their hand and asked if I would. I love it. Well, clearly you are capable of it or else he wouldn't have asked you. I, I wanted to point something out. You shared something with me that I think is I need, I want to highlight because we live in a world where there's so much opportunity and really if you dream it, you can achieve it. You shared that you don't have a bachelor's. You have a three-year degree, right? Yeah. I got three years working on my bachelor. And one day I'd like to do my master's with the MBA, but that would be just just because I want to do it. Yeah, yeah. But you were able to achieve achieve all that success yeah. without that like so called label of be having the the bachelor's degree. Yes, yeah. So when you're working at Procter and Gamble, which by the way, what an amazing company to work for. Their training, um, their diversity, everything that they bring to the table. They they really are. Uh, one of the best companies to work for and how they treat their people. So I learned a lot through them. Um, but it really was, you know, the the women in my life that influenced me. My grandmother at 75 went back and finished her 
uh, high school diploma. She got close to a 4.0. The only reason she didn't get a 4.0 is because she took auto mechanics because her her son ran a shop, a uh, um, car dealership, and she just wanted to understand what he did every day. So really, he didn't do auto mechanics, but yeah. in her mind. It's <laughs> awesome, though. Good for uh, you. Yeah, she's awesome. absolutely, absolutely amazing. Had an amazing influence on me. Uh, my mom, you know, my father died. Um, you know, I'll tell you a little bit about my personal story about my dad um, committing suicide when I was younger. But my mom, you know, raising six kids and just the the type of she had her own business. She actually, you know, worked for uh, doing bookkeeping for a while, but found out that, you know, if she owned her own cleaning business, that she should make more money and spend more time with her kids and the flexibility and, and her hard work ethic that she drove in us is big. And then I've, I'm surrounded by her sisters, all these aunts who are very strong women. Um, my one aunt who just recently passed away was the first ever female butcher in Michigan. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah. So, you know, I've got all the, uh, she used to give me what really got my passion going for business was she'd give me all her green bar paper if anybody knows what green bar paper is yeah. and she'd give it to us and i'd take it home and i'd set up my own little shop out back on my uh, back porch and have my own restaurant and i'd go through her green paper you know green bar pretend i'm taking inventory and of course i made the best mud pies in the world so <laughs> like, yeah, we have a lot of similarities <laughs> first of all where do you fall into like being one of six um, I'm the next to the oldest, the oldest girl. I have okay. one older brother. So I'm the five. Between two boys. <laughs> oh. Well, there you, so not only were you raised by strong women and giving a, given a great example of how to be independent and smart and just to be achieve things, but you've got two brothers that are like, that kind of like are besides you. Are you close to both of them? Oh yeah. Very close to both of them. Yep. Yeah. All my siblings were very close. Oh, I love that. So I'm the oldest of five. And uh, we did live in Michigan for a period of time. What part of Michigan were you were you at? Um, in Sylvatawas. It's a small little town. Okay, here's Michigan. We're right yeah. over here, right there, right across from oh. the Okay. Yeah. And then the rest of my life, I grew up in Pennsylvania, northwestern Pennsylvania. Oh, wow. Okay, very cool. Um, yeah. Sorry to hear about your father. That's yep. terrible. I can't imagine what that was like, you know, when that happened. And But, I mean, look at where you are today. I'm sure he'd be very proud of you. Yeah. And where that ties back into with my father, since we we're just talking about it, um, he was in construction, but um, most people don't know that uh, construction has four to five times more suicides than any yeah, other I didn't know that. industry. And so, you know, when you don't have work and you're struggling, um, you know, you start getting into the drink culture and it just wore on them. And that was one of the reasons why um, we believe he committed suicide was just the the hardship yeah. of working in the industry. It, it's a tough industry. It's a fun industry. It's a lot of people love what they do. My dad did, but he yeah. wasn't the best business manager, um, but he was a great craftsman. So there, you know, and guys don't talk about it. No, you know, there's very few, well, especially back then, especially yeah. back then. I think that we're there. Men are encouraged to be a little bit more vulnerable these days. They're starting to get on that positive masculinity. Yes roller coaster but like back then like that's not it's not un, kind of unheard of men wouldn't talk about their feelings so yeah that's that's unfortunate um so you said that it's a tough industry that's why i want to kind of hear you know becoming being a woman boss in the construction industry like were you well received with your partner or how what does that look like for you oh yeah i mean i i mean it kind of ended up with um you know an being in a better team of people. Um, 
you know, Rob is absolutely supportive. He's a minority himself. Um, so he understands that. And I think that, you know, one of the people that influenced him, that's part of one of our advisors on her team is Barbara Rez. Um, and you could Google her and she's all over the place. She built half of New York. She went back at 55 and got her law degree. I believe she's still on the New York and New Jersey um, panel for, uh, the, it's a panel, but it's the arbitration for construction and helping to solve arbitration um, cases. Um, but she she really was such an influence on Rob and she's been such an influence on me. And just, you know, her stories about what she had to go through and paving the way in construction. Uh, unfortunately, I think it's still less than 6% of women are in construction. And most of those are probably architects, engineers, and, you know, more of um, the office space than out in the field. I think that's changing, though. Um, there's a lot of push for the trades now. And we're connected with a lot of people in the trades, the blue Powell revolution. Yeah. People have called it. So I think you're going to see more of that welders out there. Um, one of my um, good friends who uh, is a uh, female uh, founder of uh, Weld Chain, she's a welder herself. You know, there's a big push for that. And they're having to go younger. I mean, they're going into schools at 14 and 17 years old and really um, sharing what the trades are all about. And there's a lot more interest. So I, I think that trend is going to change. I think um, for me, it's probably. Uh, because we're in software and we're in technology, yeah. um, you know, there's a lot more women surrounding me and I feel more supported that way. Like I just, you know, like I said, I went to the Construction Institute, women who build uh, a couple of weeks ago and spoke on a panel there. And there's a lot of women there in sustainability and and those areas of construction like sustainability yeah. um, are um, more about the technologies. There's a lot more women there. So I have not had to go through some of the struggles that my sisters in construction have had to go through, but I've seen it, heard it, and uh, I think there's change coming. Well, that's good. I love hearing that because I'm all about female power. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. I'm a total, like, I'm total support from boss babes out there. I had yeah. in technology for a little bit. I worked for a SaaS company, and it was oh. all men. And I, that was probably the first time in my life that I felt... <laughs> like that you know being a woman in the workplace you know it was, it was very interesting i mean they they dissolved my role which was a good blessing because now i'm just in my podcasting full time so i know what it's like to be amongst like a male dominant dominated industry so i, I love hearing it's you've been well received so i want to kind of talk about digibuild like what i love that it's software it's a it's a software for a hands-on industry what what yes. does Digibuild do and how does it solve the problems in construction? Yeah, so back in 2019, we got together with IBM and created this uh, summit for construction. They do a lot of work, IBM, with uh, construction companies. And we said, hey, what's the next thing in construction? So we did a two-day innovation summit in San Francisco. And out of that, the number one issue that in, in October of 2019 was supply chain. It was completely broken. So we kind of mapped that out. We started pivoting because we had started creating a project uh, management software for construction. But coming out of there, we decided to pivot and we went into uh, developing uh, DigiProcure, which is our main software that we have today. And if you think about what happened in January 2020, COVID, and so you think supply chain, you know, was bad before then, oh, it just God. got worse and, it, and it's really taking a long time and it's going to be a long time before it recoups. 
Um, so what we do is we will do the takeoff. So if you give us your blueprints, we'll do some of the takeoffs or just give you give us your list of products from the blueprints and we'll go out and we'll bid, order, track and manage all of that entire process all the way to the product gets to the uh, job site. And that's so significant because we say, save between 40 to 50% of project manager's time, category, uh, construction manager's time of having to actually manage that. And so 24 seven, anybody could get into the software, understand where their product's at, um, if the bid's gonna expire, you know, when something needs to be ordered, they get alerts for all this. We don't ask suppliers to do anything. Suppliers can come on our platform for free. It's a benefit to them because we give them, you know, more jobs and projects, um, but it's a, a major benefit to our uh, customers base because then we can actually get a lot more bids out there and, and save them money. We just saved on one project, for example, um, $600,000 on an 80,000 square foot um, hotel that we were building out and uh, 600 man hours. So if you think about that capacity, giving those hours back to a project manager who can go into a software, just track what's happening, know what's going on at any given time, and have that peace of mind that somebody's actually handling it, and then they spend their time going out and actually managing projects and finding new business. It's a major capacity build uh, for construction companies. And you really don't, I mean, you just have to do maybe 5 million or more in construction and it'll benefit you because all the workflows are the same and identical. Um, so it's cool. And then the other thing talking about technology, we're built on blockchain and we use chat GPT and AI uh, within our software. So um, it's a cool, great software built on great technology. And then we added one more thing in based on our customer feedback. We actually have construction procurement managers in the back end. So they're kind of following along everything going on in the system, making sure stuff is happening, the flow is there. It's almost like a security blanket for everybody. But if there is an issue, like say that we've, uh, you know, the software's pinged a uh, supplier and said, hey, you know, we haven't seen this come through. Where's the orders? Um, we'll get on a column and, and call them and say, hey, what's happening? And then we put notes into our message board within the system. So again, 24-7, whether you're the owner the real estate developer, whether you're the subcontractor, project manager, you can get in and see where everything's at in the system. And there's there's only one other company right now we're truly competing with, and they've built a similar software, but it's more for subcontractors on the electrical side. And for us, we just, there, there's no real competition because there's no technology. That, there's not enough technology right now for construction. Sure. So for us, we don't look at it like, it's, it's kind of like one of those things, if you look at the CPG companies I worked for, you know, how many shampoos are really out there, oh you God. know, and they're still creeping. <laughs> so, so for us, it's like all, all tides rise together. And we're, we're excited that anybody that gets into this industry to help improve it is, is in our book, not competition. They're just helping to drive this industry further. We might think very... differently about that in 10 years, but right now. Well, yeah. Well, it sounds very groundbreaking. So not only will they get yeah. ROI, I don't know what the cost of the software. Oh, yes. Sure, sure depends on the, the how big the company is, but also yeah. like increases their profit margin. If you're reducing labor costs and, yeah. you know, just across the board, that's huge. That's huge. It, it's massive. And we even do like this project snapshot for yeah. companies. They're like, well, we don't quite know or understand what you're doing. So we'll charge, you know, a thousand, fifteen hundred, depending on what the project is, and we'll give them a snapshot. 
and uh, and show them how much we can really save them. And by that time, the hook's in and they're on the software. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I, I love it. I think it's amazing. I'm, I'm a fan yeah. of technology. I think that yeah. it doesn't necessarily take away jobs, but it allows people to be more, oh, it more efficient and yeah. really allow them the gives them the space to take on more business, you know? So I think well, this is amazing. Absolutely. And you just talked about taking away jobs. Right now, there is such a um, need for, you know, labor within construction. Sure. So, I mean, project managers are in high demand. So any little bit of margin we can give back to them, our tool can do that. So we're not taking away jobs. We're assisting people to be able to go get more to get more work. So that's really cool. And one other thing about our software that's yeah. really unique that we're very proud of is that we're going to have the largest supplier database in the globe. Wow. And in that uh, supplier database, um, we will also have the largest sustainable supplier list with all their credentials, with all their information, and also a list of all those suppliers who are women owned or um, also uh, minority owned. So so people that are trying to tap into funds, um, you know, because we need to digitize a little bit more, but from a sustainability standpoint, construction companies can check boxes. DigiBuild's digitized. It's sustainable. We've got suppliers that are sustainable, and then we've got um, suppliers out there that are women-owned and minority-led. So it's a really easy place for people to go to help um, be able to, you know, show that they, they're working on their sustainability and their mission statement and be able to tap into some of those infrastructure funds out there that you would not otherwise be able to do. Yeah, that's amazing. I mean, I know like if they, the, some of those funds, there's a requirement of, t of, of buying from minority type of supplies. Yes. So that's a big, yeah. that's a big deal. Instead of having to go search for it, that's amazing. Yeah. So what that, like, if they say, okay, I want to, I'm a construction company, I do 5 million plus, and I want to jump on this platform, this sounds good. What does the onboarding process look like per? It is so easy. Yeah. It literally does the workflow. So you sign in, get your all your credentials set up, which is normal, very easy. We even have people to help you do that. And then literally you upload all of your, you know, specs that you want us to look at and, and we go send out all these RFQs for you. It's that easy. And then what is the, the so from 5 million to what is the, the ceiling? Yep, so what, uh, it doesn't matter. It could be, oh. I mean, doesn't matter what, what the, how large the project is, we can do it. We're, we're, you know, in oil and gas, we're in hospitality, we're, we've just jumped into life sciences, which is a really fun, fun industry to be into. We do commercial construction, Real estate, um, right now we're working on a project where it's uh, mixed use. You know, we've got part of it's a theme park, part of it's retail, part of it's cool. uh, hospitality. So it, it doesn't matter because we're, we can find any supplier anywhere. Yeah, very cool. And in, so can one organization have multiple projects going on within? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yep. It's all project based. Yep. Awesome. Okay, where can people find you, connect with you, and learn more about this incredible software that you guys have created? Yep. Info at digibuild.com. And we'll get right back to you. We set up a demo with you. Or you can even just reach out to me on LinkedIn at April Moss. And just type in April Moss Digibuild and my name will come up. Awesome. You guys, I'm going to put the, the link for her LinkedIn and the link for her email address in the show notes. So if you or anyone you know is involved in the construction industry, and is looking for software to help you streamline your processes, your workflow with with um, with your suppliers. Don't hesitate to reach out to April. Obviously, she's very knowledgeable and very passionate about what she does. So I think it's a good to just a conversation to be had. 
This is the part of the show, April, where I like to ask for last words of wisdom or advice. What would you like to leave with us today? Uh, I'd like to say that anybody that's looking to change, make a change in their career, not to be afraid to do that, to um, really just the skills that you have used today to make you successful will be the same skills that you can apply to any industry. And that's one of the things that I've learned moving from huge companies, CPG companies to start up. I mean, you know, when I was um, in these larger companies, everyone called me bulldog because I just love new business development and wouldn't give up until we were successful. Um, so for me, it was just, could I take these skills that I learned, life skills as well as practical skills, business skills, and apply them to any industry? And I got to tell you, they're all the same. You know, you're just, you just have to learn a little bit more, apply yourself a little bit more uh, in knowledge and understanding that industry. But um, if you've made it in one industry, you can make it in another. So don't be afraid to make that change. Oh, mic drop. Yes, you're officially part of my hashtag Boss Babe Club. I love it, April. Thank you so much for coming out here and sharing your story. And I love how passionate you are about what you're doing now and the the problem that you're solving within the construction industry. I think it's very unique and groundbreaking. So very excited for you. And uh, yeah, let me know if you want me to introduce you to Leopardos. I just put a little plug there. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much. You guys, this is your Deanna Radulescu with Label Free Podcast. Live your best life. You must live label free. As always, don't forget to subscribe, follow, rate, review, comment, share, all those good things. And Athena and I say goodbye.